Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. And today we have another Country Spotlight episode coming at you. We are talking about the seafood industry in Scotland today. We sat down with Donna Fordyce and Adam Wing from Seafood Scotland, who just happens to be hosting the Goal Conference in 2024 over in Scotland. So we talk a little bit about the Goal Conference itself and, and kind of why they chose to bid to host that conference uh, in a couple of years. But our main focus is the seafood industry in Scotland, just like we've done with a bunch of other countries now. We're going to continue to do these types of episodes because they do seem to be pretty popular. And uh, I think you find some interesting stuff. I know that Justin and I kind of discovered a new species that we don't know too much about that's a, a really hot commodity in Scotland. So it's really good, really interesting conversation. But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody, like I always do, to please make sure that you're subscribed to Aquademia wherever you listen so you can get every new episode directly downloaded onto your device as soon as they're available. And follow us on Twitter at AquademiaPod. If you want to contact us for any reason, sponsorship, you want to be a guest, you have a topic idea, fill out our online form located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. That's right. And if you don't mind, we'd love it if you could take a couple minutes and leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening right now. It really helps us out. We really appreciate everybody that's done that. And if you like what we do and you want to support GSA more in uh, some of the initiatives that we're taking to help advocate for responsible seafood, please consider becoming a member. You can find the link to sign up for membership in the show notes. So with that, I hope you enjoy this episode that we had and uh, we will talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. So we're sitting down with Donna Fordyce and Adam Wing from Seafood Scotland today. How's it going, guys? Thanks for joining us. Good, thank you. Happy to be here. Really good, except for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam is out traveling all over Scotland today, and uh, I guess he's been, been uh, hitting some some snags with weather and apparently livestock traffic and all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> we appreciate yep. he's he's able to pull off on the side of the road where he had uh, he had good service and, and sit down with us. We really appreciate that. Today we are going to talk about. A couple things, but primarily we're going to talk about Scotland and the seafood industry over there. The UK and Scotland is one of our biggest listener bases. Shout out to all of our listeners over in Scotland. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting us and listening every week. We really do appreciate that. And so it's only appropriate that we do a country spotlight about the industry in Scotland since we have such a big audience over there. So I want to first, before we get into that, I want to do a quick intro of our guests and kind of see who we're talking to today and people give, give people an idea of uh, who they're listening to. So Donna, why don't we start with you? Give us a little update, kind of a, a quick elevator pitch, who you are, how you got to where you are now. Thanks, Sean. I'm Donna Fordyce and I am the Chief Executive of uh, Seafood Scotland. So I've been with Seafood Scotland almost five years now and um, for almost three years of those I've been chief executive and prior to that I was industry engagement specialist. 
Before coming to Seafood Scotland, I worked for the largest Scottish economic development agency, Scottish Enterprise, for 10 years, and I was uh, responsible for seafood within the economic development agency over that period of time. So I worked within the sector, account managing a number of the companies, sitting on the Seafood Scotland board, sitting on some of the, the funding approval panels, etc. So been quite embedded in the industry, I would say, for the past 15 years. Fantastic. Adam, what about you? How, what's your story? How'd you get here i'm uh, head of head of trade marketing for uh, the uk uh, americas and new markets and i've been with seafood scotland for a couple of years now um i joined to cover my colleague natalie's maternity leave um and at that time i covered europe and asia and um, i joined from the uk government's uh, food export campaign food is great um where i worked with seafood scotland as uh, one of the partners. So um, I've been in food and drink um, for a few years and um, specifically seafood um, for the last... Sounds like we might have lost him again. So it'll probably be a little touch and go with Adam today. So Donna, we're going to kind of lean on you to carry a lot of the conversation if that's okay. But thank you for that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware of who you are and and, um, kind of know the story of Seafood Scotland a little bit. And we're going to get into Seafood Scotland itself a little bit later. But I want to start off by talking about the actual country and the actual industry within Scotland. What are kind of the main driving... I guess products, um, you know, my, my question is overall looking at the seafood industry in Scotland, kind of wh- where does Scotland fit within the global industry? What are some of the major species that, that are being produced here? Is a, is a lot of it domestic or exported? What do you import? Kind of where does Scotland fit within the global industry itself, would you say, if you were to break that down? So, Sean, what uh, we we have um, we wild caught, we have farmed, uh, and also we have seaweed as well now as a, as an up and coming industry. So, within the wild caught, we land uh, over sixty five species of uh, seafood. Um, so, it's a real challenge um, for us as well um, to be landing all of that to find markets for uh, for all of these uh, species. So, we tend to focus on on a number of our species. Now, the, the seafood industry is uh, rigorously managed and regulated to ensure responsible fishing practices are employed as well. So, we have a, a robust quota system that we operate. But some of the main species uh, that we catch are um, langoustine, brown crab, um, lobster, you've got your white fish, so you've got your cod, haddock, hake, monkfish, halibut, for, for example. So, so there's a number of, of species that, that we, we catch there. The um, also have the pelagic sector. So we have a big mackerel um, species as well that is caught. Um, so not necessarily for the US market, but it's a large, a large uh, market for us. So the um, scallops uh, and langoustines are our most valuable um, of uh, our shellfish. Um, and we uh, have over two thirds of the world's langoustines are sourced in Scotland. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's um, an interesting fact as well which main markets at the moment are France, Spain and Italy. So we also have uh, salmon farms as well. So uh, we have uh, seven major players in uh, Scotland for the salmon farms. Many are Norwegian owned, the majority of them are. 
And the value of our exports for fish and seafood is uh, around a billion pounds uh, a year um, is, is our exports. Now, the majority of our seafood is exported. Mm-hmm. So we export most of what we catch and we import most of what we eat. Um, so for uh, Scotland and the UK are big whitefish eaters. Um, there's a lot of salmon consumed as well, but there's a lot of whitefish and we cannot catch enough. We don't have enough quota. We don't have enough whitefish in the sea to be able to service what is required within yeah. um, the, the UK. So across the UK, uh, we, we um, could only catch 10% of what we need. So we import the majority of that, majority of that coming from Norway and Iceland. So is that, I'm I'm, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Is that a regulation set by the UK government? It's it's, it's set by the UK government in agreement internationally with uh, the EU, with uh, Norway. So it's to do with uh, being responsible and sustainable and making sure, you know, so the fish stocks are assessed every year and we have a quota system every year of the amount that you can catch Mm -hmm. uh, responsibly to ensure that there's still a sustainable amount of uh, stock left for for continuing years. So so that fluctuates every year, which is um, a challenge. A challenge for the sector. You know, we have oh, yeah. over 2,000 sure. uh, vessels in our fleet, um, so varying sizes. So some of these are very small to the massive pelagic trawlers um, that we have that are like cruise liners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have inshore fisheries, uh, and then we also have the, the out-at-sea fisheries as well. So so it's a really diverse range of uh, fleet that we have, and whether they're out trawling or whether they're creeling as well. So so such a diverse industry. Yeah, so where... Uh, oh, go ahead, Adam. Oh, sorry. No, go on. No, I was just going to ask where you said that, you know, because of that, the majority of of what is consumed in Scotland, a lot of that whitefish is being imported. Where is that being imported from? So mainly Norway and Iceland. And obviously with the Ukraine crisis, it's highlighted actually um, Russian as well. Seafood is brought in because Russia has the, 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 a large, vast sea, uh, which they have the, the, the largest quota of whitefish in the world. Right. Um, so, so obviously um, they've got to export some of that as well. So that, that comes um, whether via Norway or, or directly to, to the UK, but mainly via Norway. Yeah, that makes sense. Russia was actually the first country spotlight episode that we did, and they talked a lot about that those exports and stuff. So they, that's that's fascinating. So sorry that I interrupted you. I don't know if you had more thoughts before I jumped in uh, that you wanted to elaborate on. Sure, I was just going to say when you talk of where Scotland sits in the kind of in the global global landscape for seafood, yep. whilst we may not, we're certainly not the biggest, and we're not we we can't compete with the the, the big kind of big players in terms of volume we're, we're very much known for quality in scotland and that's you know 80 percent of seafood from scotland is exported and that's where we sit on the on the world stage in that people people around the world know scottish seafood is quality seafood and, mm-hmm. and that's that's something what we're really proud of and you know i'm i'm here on mole today on one of the one of the uh, islands in in the hebrides and people around here whether they're involved in the seafood industry or not they take pride in telling people the big tourism industry here they take pride in telling people about the 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 locally caught fish the langoustines um the creel caught lobster you know and um 
yeah, it, it really is. It, pe- people take great pride in the seafood industry in Scotland. So yeah, it's very much a, a well, well-respected industry here as well. I would agree with that. I think, you know, our, you know, when, when we participate in a lot of these, the seafood shows and stuff like that, I think that's kind of the general consensus that I've seen too, is, is that's kind of the feel around uh, Scottish seafood is it is very high quality. And, and I think it is something to be proud of. What would you say is the percentage of all of the fish or all of the seafood that is produced in Scotland? What would you say the ratio is between wild caught and farmed seafood? If you had to guess. Or maybe you know. Well, I mean, it, that, that that is that is a tough one to be honest. But the the number one, um, the number one food export, not even not even um narrowing down to seafood, but the number one food export for the the whole of the UK, um, is is salmon, and Scotland is is the only producer of salmon in the UK. So you can you know you can take take from that what you will. Um, certainly we do have we do have a, a, a significant wild caught um, sector mm-hmm. but 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 you know farmed um, in terms of exports would be um, salmon is the, is the is the biggest kind of subsector there within within seafood for exports yeah that's what I would have guessed actually yeah me too yeah, it's it's very difficult for us to get Scottish figures because the the, the data that, that's always produced is for a UK figure so it's really difficult to break down what is Scottish and what is what yeah. is UK but just for example for uh, Europe so we we export a billion pounds into Europe every year but 774 million of that was salmon uh, into Europe mm. again that's not taking into account the the mackerel that, that, that goes uh, internationally as well etc but for Europe that just gives you a snapshot of, of where it is compared with uh, the wild caught and the the salmon industry yeah. So do you think a lot of the farm salmon coming out of Scotland is pretty much sticking around in Europe? Because I know that like if I go to my grocery store here in the US uh, and I'm in New England, a lot of that salmon is going to be either from Chile or like Norway. So I don't I don't know if I've really seen a lot of Scottish salmon where I am. So like is a lot of that kind of staying in the UK? I mean, in the UK and, and uh, Europe? No. So I think in the US, um, Scottish salmon, you would you would see it more on the re- on menus of of um, your kind of high end food service. Yeah, you do get it in grocery, but I think um, certainly in in US grocery, there's there's it, it's so competitive in terms of um, who can you know who can it, it's a fight to the bottom really. So mm. that's where when when um, both in terms of distance, the cost of, of, of getting the, the, the product to Scotland, to um, the US from Scotland, and also the methods in, in which our fish are reared here. Um, you know, there's a, it, it, um, there's a lot more kind of hands-on husbandry here, here in Scotland than, yep. than maybe the, the, the bigger players. Um, so, and uh, it's generally higher cost, so it, it, you, you wouldn't necessarily see it as frequently in in US grocery, but we do we do certainly have um, some 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 supply lines into grocery in the US, but it it, it tends to be the more um, the the smaller scale high end um, local uh, chains. Yep. Yeah. And China has been a big market for Scottish salmon as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so the main markets are uh, Europe, USA and China and they are oh, okay. making a focus for, for the, the USA um for, for uh pushing for the next uh, twelve months. Okay, yeah, very... absolutely. So it's 
in terms of the, the, the specific ranking of the top three, France is number one, um, US two, and China three. Okay, awesome. So I'm glad you cleared that up because, like I said, I don't see a lot of variety in where, and it may just be my location too, like where, where the salmon comes from, but uh-huh. um, it seems like it's also kind of targeting uh, a different audience when you're looking at uh, distributors and, and where you're sending that fish because, you know, if you're looking at folks that are going to buy it for food service or restaurants, that's going to be a different kind of way to, to go about doing it. So yeah, that's, I'm glad you cleared that up. That makes a lot more sense to me. So thank you. I had, what did I, I just had another question and then I rambled and forgot what it was. Justin, do you have anything while I rehash my note cards in my mind? <laughs> oh, we were, well, we did talk a lot about the specific type of species and the, the one that I was curious about. And I don't know if you'd have the answer to this or not was you said lobster. And when I think of lobster, I always just think of, I live in Maine. So Maine's well known for its lobster, lobster. really that Northeast coast. But I don't know if, if you know this, but is the, what's, what's the type of lobster that you're, that you're catching out there? Yeah. I've just been looking at my sheet. It doesn't have the specific type of lobster, but what I would say, so it's, it's very obvious um, visually. So mm-hmm. our lobster is blue lobster, whereas your lobster is, is red lobster. And that's how I was. I was in London um, on the weekend. I was, I was in London on sa- Saturday, and um, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to these things. And I was walking past a, a Chinese restaurant, and um, they had tanks. And I, I said to my partner, "Look, that's that the uh, that lobsters like Canadian or American." Yeah. My partner was like, "What?" I was like, "Well, I'll show you. I'll show you our lobsters when we go down the next street." <laughs> it's like it's, it's the, the the Chinese actually call it blue lobster. Um, mm-hmm. So that's it's it's visually quite obvious. You'll you'll see the the tinges of blue. Yeah. Some I think yeah. it's one in every half a million or something, or one in a million maybe is yeah. pure bright blue. But yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scottish blue lobster, Homaris gamaris is what I'm seeing, and it does it does have a blue tint. It's funny. I used to work at, at an aquarium, and whenever fishermen would bring in like the those super rare blue lobsters or one that's like split right down the middle, it's like blue on one side and and mm. normal on the other side. They would always drop them off at the aquarium so we could put them in the tanks because they were so they were pretty rare and they they don't want. I, I don't think they sell very well those kind of super rare ones. I don't think people want to buy those for food. So I wonder um, if there's regulations too, as far as there might be. If, yeah, I don't know if you have to. Put them back. Or that's that's give a them similar to thing to hear. Like they, they, the fishermen will often keep them for aquariums and education programs for young yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, here on Mull is um, they actually have Europe's only live catch and release um, aquarium. So I was just I was just driving past there before. Yep. And that's you know the the, the local fishermen will take in um, the, the likes of the blue lobster. Interesting. It's pretty cool. So we're going to talk about Goal in, in a minute because Seafood Scotland is the official host of Goal 2024. But one of the things, you know, one of the kind of main intentions of Goal is to um, to highlight the good things that are happening in the host country. And so uh, I'm curious if we could talk about some of the the exciting things that are happening in the industry in Scotland, some of the newer innovations or, or cutting edge technologies or, or processes that are happening could you mention some of those? Cause I think, I think we've talked about some before in past episodes specifically, but let's, um, mm-hmm. let's kind of talk about some of the, the newer, exciting and positive things coming out of uh, Scotland in the seafood industry. Well, for me, I'll, I'll leave it to Donna to go into more detail, but it's, I mean, it's a shame my colleague Matthew is not here on the, uh, the podcast with us, but he is um, a program manager within Seafood Scotland for the Scottish Nephrops Working Group. 
and um, the, the, it, there's a whole project. It's, we're about a, a year into the project um, and there's, there's different, different work streams, different phases on improving the fishery, um, developing a, a quality framework, a quality assurance framework for um, Nephros, for Langostines, um, and also international promotion and home market promotion. For me, I mean, langoustine, it's, it's um, probably my favorite shellfish. And it's such a shame that most of it is exported. I mean, we, we the UK imports a ridiculous and an eye-watering um, volume of warm water shrimp. But mm -hmm. we have these amazing langoustines and such a massive share of langoustines here in the UK. Um, in Scotland, and, and that's like uh, similar. Shame, that, so. That's like crawfish, kind of, right? Like what we would similar, uh, like a, like it's like a small lobster, right? Yeah, like visually, I guess it's it's it it's kind of like a crawfish, but it's it's quite different in the flavor. It's um, I can't say I've ever had it. So, well, we'll 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 bring some to go, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave do. it to Donna to talk more. <laughs> Just bring on, it to us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it has been a really interesting project, and this has been funded by the Scottish government um, to to really look at that supply chain and how we can get a, a, an equitable, uh, profitable supply chain as well throughout the the um, the, the, the fleet and uh, the processing sector as well. Um, so, I mean, langoustines is the, the, the second most valuable um, shellfish catch in uh, for Scotland, and the majority of it go to to Europe. Um, so there's a heavy reliance on Europe, and you may have that there's, we've had a little bit of an issue with Europe uh, recently. Uh, and so we just want to try and de-risk that market as well and just really spread that and, and look at other premium markets. So there's other premium markets that we could be looking at. Uh, we're getting more air freight options into Edinburgh as well internationally. So again, that allows us other options to be air freighting uh, the product because it's such a premium but highly perishable product as well. So, you know, it takes a lot to be able to get to get the product mm -hmm. uh, internationally. So it is it's high value. It's um, definitely something that um, the Scottish government really see value in, in putting in. They've plowed a lot of money into this. So as Adam said as well about this uh, quality assurance scheme, so the pilot starts with that. So the cabinet secretary actually uh, for the government launches that on Friday. Um, so so they're, they're taking that um, to the industry on, on Friday. We also had fishermen out to the Boston Seafood Show uh, out in March and we had to Barcelona for the Seafood Expo Global uh, as well. So they could see actually the market and the market opportunities. So that was really useful for them to see where ultimately their product does go, but also what the competition is, the way it's presented in the, the supermarkets and Whole Foods and how it's served in restaurants, etc. So that was a really good learning journey that we did with them and we'll be doing the same again uh, next year as well. And some of them are actually going to uh, Singapore at the end of the week. So oh, wow. it's really just getting them to really understand that whilst they catch it and land it, it's actually going somewhere and people really appreciate and value um, what they're doing, just so we could always get that highest quality of, of landings. And it, it is, I mean, Langostine in particular, it's in such demand. So the European, so the, the, the likes of, Italy and Spain, they take the vast majority, as Donna says. But talking from like in terms of the really, really top level high end chefs, 
they cannot get enough of it. I was in really? Singapore a few months ago, um, and there's a, a, a British um, two Michelin star chef um, with a restaurant there. And Langostine is is a regular on on his menu, and um, he he wants as much supply as he can get out there. Wow. Um, so that's one of the markets that um, my colleague Natalie, who looks after that market, is is um, you know she's really focusing and working with Matthew to to develop um, Langostines into that market, as as Donna says. And then I was with uh, a group, a whole room of of Michelin star chefs in London yesterday, which was quite bizarre. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they were all coming up to me. They're like, oh, Scott, it's the Scottish seafood guy. How can you get me some some more langoustines in into uh, into London? <laughs> so, <laughs> Hook me up, Adam. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Exactly. yeah, it's like dodgy dealings <laughs> yes. under, your, under your coat. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. No, this is everybody's so cloak and dagger on who's supplying them because they don't want anybody to steal their supply as well. Yeah, keep your secrets. <laughs> <Like> that. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Like this is a species that I don't really, I can't say I really know anything about. So I'm really glad we talked about this, Justin. This may be a, a good one to do a species spotlight on, just so we can learn more about it and kind of deep, do a deep dive. May, Adam, may, we may have you or or someone else from Seafood Scotland come on again to uh, dive more into the details of this specific species. I think that'd be really interesting. Something that we hear about a lot at GSA because we were GAA for so long, we were so aquaculture focused, is the Scottish salmon stuff. And mm-hmm. I know at Goal back in, was it 2019? Is that when we were in India or 18? 18, I think. I think it was 2018 we were in India. And the Innovation Award winner was Ace Aquatech. And they have been just leading the way in in innovative technologies over there. Can you talk about some of the, the uh, new things that they've done and, and any other companies that you know of that have really been kind of coming up with these really new innovations? So Ace Aquatech are actually in my hometown. So they're here in Dundee. Oh, nice. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so I account managed Ace Aquatech. Aquatech when I was at uh, Seafood Scotland. Uh, so when Nathan uh, had been in the early stages of his business and he has won the, the Queen's Excellence Awards for Innovation, a very highly innovative company. Very innovative, um, yeah. They've got, yes, they've got a lot of um, new staff on board. They've got uh, a new chairman as well, Chris van der Kyle, who is very well known in Dundee as a world-class entrepreneur uh, as well. So, so really putting a lot of time and effort into that and a lot of the work that they're doing is around um seal deterrence predator deterrence you know obviously the 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 lice situation as well within the the, the salmon industry mm-hmm. and they're just going from from strength to strength um and some of the other technologies that they're playing in the wild caught sector not necessarily with ace aquatech but is the use of uh, remote electronic uh lighting as well to deter catching species that, that you don't necessarily have quota for mm-hmm. uh, because of a strict quota management. The last thing you want to do is be able to land things that you don't have quota for. So they're using the use of lighting technology to try and deter um, these from approaching the nets in the first place. There's also uh, cameras coming on board a lot of the, the boats now as well. So they can start recording um, what is coming in and what is what is going yeah. out, what, what is being released uh, 
and so also you can see if you start to catch things and and within your net quite quickly you're seeing you're catching cod and you don't have the quota for cod you could just release your catch immediately mm -hmm. without it having a full haul and then wondering what am I doing with this so this this technology with the cameras to see immediately what's going into your net could mean Very that you cool. can just stop your haul and move so so there is yep. a lot of innovation going around at the moment that's fantastic. And so then where does Seafood Scotland fit in? Uh, the, I, I want to talk about what the company is, what the organization is, what it does, and kind of how it functions uh, within the industry. Can you give a, a little background on Seafood Scotland and, and kind of what you guys are doing? Yeah, so I'll give you an overview and then Adam can come in and very specifically on the roles that himself and his colleagues uh, do. So Seafood Scotland was set up by the industry for the industry in 1999 uh, because we had a, a collapse in the price of haddock actually okay. and they just said how can we help support the industry and, and market our, our products on, on an international stage. So so that's what we were set up to do. We, we, we've grew um, since then and obviously we look at uh, how we could uh, support the industry, not only promoting their products as well, but also how can we support the industry taking uh, up the opportunities that are there. So the uh, trade market specialist, so to Adam and, and the team will, will be out in, in marketplace as well, looking at what opportunities they are working with. We have in-market specialists and really identifying what are the key opportunities that we can see in these markets. And if we don't have enough capability or we need uh, to develop capability, bringing that back and really sharing that knowledge with the businesses and with uh, agencies on how these capabilities could be built within the, the businesses. For example, especially in the Canadian market is they want to be looking at added value products such as fish cakes, coated fish, etc. You know, so that's a real focus for us of how can we get companies who are quite at capacity at the moment in Scotland, uh, you know, to get further capacity to be able to take on these opportunities, but also how do we get other companies who are perhaps only doing primary processing at the moment to develop their skills and actually take up these opportunities. So it's not only just about promoting, it's coming back and saying these are what the markets want and need. And if you can develop these, you can become, uh, grow and become more profitable. But um, I'll let Adam talk more about what his day-to-day job is and what that uh, is in reality yeah mm. great thank you absolutely i mean talking of, of value add that donna mentioned one of the companies in scotland they they specialize in, in value add and they take on big contracts around the world they do um private label value add they do um branded stuff as well um and and they that a focus of this is um north america and i was working um with them on a project um earlier this year and i i was meeting some buyers. Um, I took some uh, some haddock fish sticks along, and you think mm, fish sticks? Yeah, the buyers were blown away. <laughs> they were like, "These are the best fish sticks I've ever had. These are not the fish sticks I had when I was growing up. This is like a whole new level of of kind of frozen seafood." So while Scotland does specialize in the kind of in the 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 very top quality. Um, fresh and live we also have very high quality value added um product as well so that that ranges through from as i say like your frozen kind of um ready to ready to eat or or, or ready to um to to, to reheat mm -hmm. um product 
all the way through to to canned fish as well and canned fish products. Um, and there's there's lots of of NPD um, in the mix and and developing new products for new markets and existing markets and very much at the forefront of of trends as well. Um, but just going back, sorry, I went off on a bit of a tangent That's there. Fine. Um, but what I do within Seafood Scotland, I'm the um, the head of trade marketing um, for my market. I have a colleague who covers uh, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East, and we're essentially the the market owners. And we, whilst the the job title is marketing, we get involved in in um, trade development, market access. We work with colleagues in Scottish and UK government on um some some technical aspects of of um seafood um ex- exports as well um whether that be feeding into um in into government government papers and government briefings um for when when they when they when they're going in for new trade agreements um or whether it be you know there's there's been i don't know some sort of issue some sort of um, safety issue or safety concern in 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 relation to um, seafood, for example, then they'll come to us. And and as I say, whilst our title is marketing, we get involved in in everything. And 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 um, it's weird because seafood, you know, it's it's an industry that you just you just can't shake off. So it's not it's not like you switch off at, at five o'clock when you finish work as i say like i was off work last week and i was in london walking down the street and i'm, I'm a bit of a nerd when i'm oh look there's lobster in attack <laughs> like let's go and investigate but we're all like that in our team and we're all like so into what we do mm-hmm. and and we we love being part of this industry and 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 dealing with the highs and the lows as well because you you know you look back and you say oh well like we we really did kind of pull out all the stops and do everything we could for our industry which is our brief you know i'm not i'm not trying to say like oh look how great we are <laughs> but you know that that's that's what we're here for but look how great we are we, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah we, we are you know we, we're a team of, of really kind of committed individuals and we're a tiny team as well for what we do there's only um the six of us now oh wow well uh, most of our guests that come on that are in the seafood industry. Some have been in it for a very long time. Some have been in it for a very short time. And mm-hmm. no matter how you got in the industry, the reoccurring theme is you don't leave. I, I don't know what it is. Two, we use two the themes. Pun, like you two got, themes. You got, no one planned on being in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody true. left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do the same thing. I mean, so Sean's going to a, a seaweed conference this week. And it's just one of those things when he says it out loud, he's like, you know, I never really thought that I'd be you know, saying, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll see you in a few days. I'm out on a seaweed conference. (laughs) Actually, that's something I wanted to talk about too, before, before we get into goal stuff, Justin. Um, Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Cause Donna, you mentioned that uh, seaweed is also a product that's produced that it's pretty big export as well too. Right. What's the seafood, the seaweed industry like there? It's just an early stage really um, at Mm -hmm. the moment. Um, So there's a lot of interest in in developing the the industry. So we have uh, one major player, really Mara Seaweed um, that we've been working alongside. uh, And and that's more of your, your seasoning and your, that goes along with your food service Mm -hmm. products really. But it's, 
becoming, you know, there's more and more um, seaweed farms starting up and there's really a, a good interest internationally in, in financing this as well. So at the moment, uh, there's uh, also a seaweed academy set up um, mm. uh, within SAMS as well. So there's a real a lot of innovation still to happen. And so we're hoping by the time we come to Gold 24, there'll be a lot more um, that we can showcase, that we can show people talk about as well. So it's still in that infancy of being developed, um, which is really good. Um, so again, it just gives something else that we've got farms, we've got wild caught, and then we've got the seaweed aspect as well. Adam, do you want to add anything more into the seaweed? Yeah, and seaweed, seaweed from Scotland, seaweed in Scotland, sorry, it's not just developed for um, for consumption. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of seaweed harvesting around the Hebrides, the Outer Hebrides. Um, that goes into into cosmetics, into beauty mm-hmm. products, mm-hmm. and um, other other products like um, there's. I know there's a, there's a lot of work going on around developing plastic alternatives and packaging alternatives as well um, from seaweed. So um, I mean, seaweed is is amazing. Like the the it's it's such a versatile raw material. I mean, I've seen it. Um, I mean, when well, when I was a kid, I I had I was I had some operation, and they used seaweed bandages that that like I don't know had healing properties. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm clearly not a scientist, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's an amazing uh, amazing um, raw product, and it's it's something that there's there's definitely a focus here in Scotland um, with the Scottish government as well. There's there's studies around seaweed and how um it can it can support carbon capture um you know it's it's definitely the the next big thing i think certainly globally but definitely definitely here in scotland there's a there's a a lot of interest here in seaweed you don't know of anybody from scotland that's coming to the seagriculture conference this week do you i'm not too sure our our ex-colleague um now works at mara seaweed so i can check in with her yeah. But, um, well, I'll be there. So if, if uh, you know of anyone, have them, have them reach out to me and we'll get some uh, exclusive content from there. We are getting a, a little low on time and there is a big section of this episode that we want to touch base on, which Sean mentioned in the morning. Uh, sorry, in the morning. morning. I, Adam, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I, I took I had the, this morning off because I just got back from a camping trip and a camping trip with tent with a tent with two kids in the pouring rain for 48 straight hours. So that was uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Is, uh, most people who are tenting near us left yesterday, but we decided to, to tough it out. And we woke up just us and really deep rain puddles all around us. But anyways, so I didn't mean the morning, but what Sean mentioned earlier in this episode was goal 2024, which is taking place in Scotland. And what we wanted to ask you is, why did you make a bid to host Goal? What do you see as uh, the value of of the conference? So, kind of two questions there. First of all, just before I hand over to Donna to to really answer that question from her um, kind of leadership um, mm-hmm. kind of level, I would just say that you know we're super super excited to to be partnering with with yourselves. Um, here in 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 2024 for goal and to, to to have the industry here in Scotland, I think whilst we're not 
um, were, were not uh, the, 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 one of the biggest players in terms of volume or kind of size of our industry. Um, it's, 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 it's such an amazing opportunity for us to, to showcase how great Scotland is as an industry. And, you know, we do have a lot of, a lot of um, inward investment from around the world into the Scottish seafood industry. So people know how good we are. But this is a, such a nice opportunity for us to really showcase and, 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 you know, show people who we are and what we are and what it's all about. So I'll hand over to, to, back to Donna to, to actually talk about why and, you know, what it means to, to us. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, it's, we're, we're so excited to be part of this. Great. But before that, Adam, I just want to say thank you. I know you have to run and catch a ferry, so I'm going to let you go. But I appreciate you coming on the show and joining us. And uh, I hope you have no more hiccups in your travel. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I do. I do have to make the ferry or, or else I'll be stuck on the island uh, overnight in the car. Yeah, nobody wants yeah, that. We don't so. want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Adam. Thanks. All. Bye -bye. Yes, thanks. Thank you, Adam. All right, Donna. Yeah, and uh, as Adam says, we we are just so excited to be able to be uh, a hosting uh, goal in in twenty twenty four, and how it came about was just uh, conversations with uh, Jim Bachelor. Um, so Jim had uh, approached us. Uh, and asked us what our thoughts would be. And we just thought, this is absolutely fantastic. We'd thought about doing a conference. Um, we'd been in discussions with the industry about doing a conference, but there's lots of conferences. So how do you make it different? So when this came along, we thought, this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, why not let someone else do put it on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Though I think there'll be a lot of work for us involved. But I'm sure there will be. The, <laughs> yes. I think the whole ethos of it, the the the, uh, the the sustainability, you know, it's it's something that is at the heart of our industry. It's something at the heart of Scottish government. So it's a real priority for, for our industry moving forward. So it seemed a, a, a real natural fit for us um, to be uh, pairing um, with the Global Seafood Alliance to, um, to come together for uh, goal, um, you know, the values resonate with, with our ambitions completely. Um, and I just think part of our remit is selling Scotland. So we go out there and we promote Scotland on a world platform. We go out there, we go to trade shows, we do meet the buyer events, we um, go to, um, we organise dinners and embassies, etc. So we do stuff worldwide, but what we love to do is bring people to Scotland. So for us, you know, it's all about people placing the product. So let's bring people to Scotland, let them see. So quite often we'll do a lot of inward visits. So recently we had uh, UK chefs over doing an inward visit and we had the French media buyers and buyers over um, for a visit as well. So we, we do this on a regular basis. We've had the Japanese media over. So just really bringing them to Scotland and showing them. So taking them to a salmon farm, taking them to the Peterhead fish market, which is the largest fish uh, market in uh, Europe, taking them to some of the processors, really looking at a smokehouse, really seeing the wide variety and array of, of offerings that Scotland has, but also also meeting the people in these coastal communities, the majority of it is all in coastal communities, and uh, it's just these generations of families who've run these businesses, and just really how that resonates with them, and how, as Adam said previously, about how they really want to just give a quality.
quality product to everybody and for everybody to do, really enjoy the abundance of seafood uh, that we have as well. But also the place to see the beautiful, pristine waters that, that it comes out of. I mean, to take people to Shetland and actually see the waters there and the waves crashing and the beautiful blue ocean that you have there. Um, so it's it's just, we love to, to let people see and go for us, for an international platform to bring people over. And especially when we were talking about how we do site visits, you know, we thought this is fantastic. You know, this again is our opportunity to, to shine and really show people um, what Scotland is all about in the seafood industry. Awesome. Well, we're super excited. We have some secrets. There's going to be a lot of good stuff coming that we're not going to talk about yet, but I think people <laughs> can get really excited about, about this conference in Scotland in 2024. Oh, yeah. So I got one more question and then we're going to talk about kind of how people can get in contact and all that stuff. But my last question is with you having such a strong pulse on the industry there in Scotland, what do you see happening for the future of the industry in Scotland? I think there's 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 challenges coming ahead uh, for for the industry. You know, you've got climate change, you've got warmer oceans. You know, how how do we deal with that? So that's uh, an issue. We also have uh, another issue looking at uh, marine spatial planning. You know, we've got offshore wind coming on board. You know, so how do we all live together and manage the seas together to ensure that there's still a, a fishing sector? as well as, uh, you know, generating our own energy uh, and, and again, supporting supporting the climate. But I do think there's a real opportunity to, again, premiumise as much as, uh, as we can offer and add as much value to it. So we're selling a real valued product bespoke to the markets that we are targeting. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we understand the markets, we understand the buyers, we understand the retailers and what they're looking for, and the more we could tailor things, I think the more of a, a partnership approach that we could be taking internationally. Um, we also see sustainability as a, as, as, a, as a key moving forward. I mean, we do have um, you know quite a robust fisheries management uh, scheme in place for for Scotland, you know, so most of our fisheries are are, are managed, and so we manage the stocks really well. Mm -hmm. Let's ensure that we keep doing that, and 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 as much as possible for all of the the stocks to be managed to make sure they're there for future generations, and to ensure that there's still that real sustainability uh, moving forward. Well, Sean already alluded to what's coming next, but I usually ask around the end of the episode if any one of our listeners have questions, want to know more. What is the best way they can contact you? So we have uh, we have two websites. So if you Google us, you will see we have two websites. So we have the corporate website, which is uh, Seafood Scotland, and then we have uh, the the outward facing for the influencers and buyers. We have Seafood from Scotland. So that's our marketing okay. brand. When we're international, it's all Seafood from Scotland. So they may see both. So they may wonder. Is, is it one or is it the other? So it's both. So on both of the, the websites, you will see all our contact details. So okay. if you go on um, uh, About Us, we're all there. You'll see our photos, you'll see our email addresses, you'll see our job titles and our mobile phone numbers as well. So you'd be able to know which market that you were looking for, uh, who you would want to, to contact. And um, we were delighted. We work with everyone within the industry. So if we could help support anyone, we're more than happy to help and we'll make it real easy for our listeners and we will link all of that information those websites on our show notes so it's just a simple view click and do what you need to do <laughs> 
for sure. Fantastic. So we're going to uh, wrap things up right here. But Donna, is there anything else that you want to get out there while you have the platform? We're going to give you one last opportunity to kind of, you know, mention anything that you think you'd like to share. I'm just looking forward to coming over to, to Goal 22 in Seattle. Um, I've not been to the Goal Conference before. So for me, it's a really exciting opportunity. And also for us uh, in Scotland to be speaking to the delegates and, and promoting ourselves as well for uh, 2024. Awesome. Well, we're really, really excited for that. And we're excited for 2024. And you know what? We're excited for 2023 up in Canada. We're, it's exactly. just, it's always fun. So, yes, exactly. So, uh, thank you so much again, Donna Fordyce and Adam Wing from Seafood Scotland. We really appreciate you guys sitting down and joining us today. And we'll definitely stay in contact because there's a lot of stuff to talk about in Scotland. So, um, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time as well. Folks, that was our conversation with Donna and Adam from Seafood Scotland. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something and I hope you're excited to try some of these species that are coming out of Scotland. I know Justin and I have been talking about wanting to try some of these langoustines after this conversation. So uh, we're going to have to find them somewhere. I'm not sure where, but I'm sure we can track them down. Remember, if you're not subscribed to Aquademia, make sure you do that wherever you listen so you can get every new episode automatically downloaded to your device as soon as it's available. Follow us on Twitter at AquademiaPod. And if you want to contact us, fill out our online form located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. That's right. Remember to leave us a rating and review on whichever platform you listen on. It really helps us out. We appreciate everybody that's done that. And if you're interested in being more involved with GSA, if you like what we do, please check out the link in our show notes to become a member of GSA and help support the cause. With that, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Ciao. Ciao.